Inside Sources with Lloyd Matheson. Some of you here are on Social Security. Some of your parents are on Social Security. Some of your grandparents are on Social Security. You know why they have Social Security? Because they worked for it. They worked hard jobs for it. They have chapped hands for it. They had long hours. That's former President Barack Obama reminding the over 12 million people who saw this clip uh, from a speech he gave over the weekend uh, that he can still light it up. Uh, I still think he's one of the few politicians who could read the phone book and uh, people would cheer. Uh, He's he's that good on stage. And really interesting. uh, Democrats have have really turned to the former president. Uh, I think it's the uh, in case of emergency break glass and uh, the glass has been broken and they are calling on the former president uh, to help as we come down the home stretch of the midterms, helping us break all of that down. Uh, Christopher Catalego, for, uh, White House correspondent for Politico, uh, joins us on the line. Christopher, thanks for jumping on. Of course. Thank you. Uh, you you did a, had a great piece in Politico talking about the Democrats uh, once again turning their eyes and their hopes uh, to the former president to to help them while the current president is, is kind of hunkering down a little bit more in, in Washington, D.C. What are you seeing? What are you sensing out there? So it's, you know, it's really a story about um, him being the the obvious choice in a way. We've we've got uh, the president uh, now and the vice president whose numbers are what they are um, with uh, throughout the country and particularly in some of these battleground districts and states. Um, and, you know, a lot of this comes down to uh, taking their cues from the battleground candidates themselves, folks running for House and Senate. Who are they asking to come into their districts? What are they asking for? Um, we heard early on that if they wanted something from the White House and the president, a lot of the time it might be sort of one of these official visits where they come through and talk about uh, in some of these House races and uh, some of these races for governor. Maybe they come through and announce, um, you know, a, a, a big investment in the district or something like that. But uh, when it comes to the political rally, it's it's all been about Obama. You remember in past cycles, Bill Clinton had been a, a real favorite, yeah. um, particularly in, in some of these House and Senate races. But he has, you know, really sort of faded and is, is a non-factor in these elections. Um, and, and it's of Obama. Some of this does come down to when you're talking about who uh, they want to turn out. Um, you know, there's always the concern in a midterm, particularly among Democrats and particularly among the party who uh, controls the White House, of getting some of the same folks who turned out for the in the last presidential presidential election to turn out again. Um, and so, you know, it's a it's base motivation, as they say. Um, to to come out and uh, to really kind of lay out the stakes. And, you know, we know um, uh, Barack Obama is clearly capable and um, can really do a number of things, talk about the, the upsides of some of these candidates, but also really kind of take it to the Republicans. Yeah, and that's such, a, it's such an interesting thing. Uh, I, I love that you included former President Bill Clinton because he was really kind of the, the last one who had that star power, that stage presence, uh, that could really electrify a crowd. Uh, clearly, that baton got passed on uh, to uh, President Obama, who you know may be one of the best all time in front of a big rally crowd like that. Uh, one of the questions I've been having this year, uh, looking at kind of the dueling uh, 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 crowds and and big campaign rallies, uh, is is this a rally 
election. Uh, is this going to be one where people are showing up and because of the big rally, uh, they're going to show up and vote? Or is this a little more cerebral uh, 2022 that people are more sitting around the kitchen table, kind of scratching their heads, uh, trying to figure out who's going who's gonna to help me and my family the most? Yeah, I think the big question that a lot of folks have is, are we kind of past this time of, and certainly I think this time around, Democrats hope so, past this time of low, you know, really low turnout type elections. And has it been so drummed into people's heads or or many people's heads that each of these things, uh, each of these elections have incredibly high stakes? Um, You know, you see in, in states like Pennsylvania, for example, where the next governor is going to appoint the secretary of state. And there's questions about uh, uh, protecting, um, you know, the ballot box. And so that's that's been a, a kind of uh, continued concern among Democrats, at least. And obviously the sort of voter integrity issue among uh, among Republicans. And that's kind of led to a higher uh, degree of uh, of interest and kind of focus just on the vote itself. Um, and then, of course, you have folks, you know, upset about the economy and the, the state that we're in right now, uh, upset about um, some of the things that haven't got done. And uh, and Democrats who still want, you know, a lot more done on things like uh, uh, guns and, of course, the abortion decision that's come down that I think has obviously gotten a lot of people uh, engaged in these midterms, um, including some who may not have been. Um, had that had that decision not come down. So it, it's that's a big question here is um, has has there been a sort of at least for the moment permanent turn toward higher turnout in these races? Um, and I think we'll just have to uh, uh, see where that all goes. Yeah. And in fact, I wanted to ask you uh, about that specifically in terms of the, the voter turnout. Uh, and to me, it's so interesting to see, you know, all the polling down the home stretch because over 22 million votes have already been cast. Uh, polling gets really tricky when you're trying to figure out if someone already voted, intended to vote, is a is a real likely voter or is a self-declared likely voter. Uh, that makes it pretty complicated pretty fast. Are, are there any trends or anything that you're watching uh, there from your perch at Politico uh, that might give you some indication in terms of what is actually happening uh, underneath all of those uh, big headlines out there? Yeah, I think one of the ones we watched early on, particularly in some of these special elections, was new registrants. This is mm. before people started voting. Yeah. Um, and that one, you know, there was some data that had come out um, where uh, there were a lot of women who had registered. Uh, there were there were um, uh, the number of new regist- registrants had really grown. And um, lately, I think, you know, there's there's people much smarter than I on these questions uh, who have been looking drilling down into some of these counties there's some key counties in the state of Nevada, for instance, where uh, they've been sort of bellwether counties. And what does the vote share look like there? They're going day by day, for instance. You know, Democrats had a pretty sizable lead, you know, uh, several thousand. And then they looked uh, over the weekend, for instance, where some of that had been made up by Republicans. Now, we don't know who these people, we know they're registered party, but we don't know who they ended up voting for. Was it uh, Cortez Masto, the senator there, or the Democratic uh, de- uh, incumbent governor, uh, Sisolak, or was it, um, you know, the, the Republican candidate for, for Senate, Adam Laxalt, so, um, or, uh, uh, um, or the challenger um, there in the governor's race? 
the Republican challenger. So I think that is kind of an example, I guess, mm-hmm. I'd give you of the, the kind of granular ways that people are looking at this. Of course, there's, you know, people doing this uh, in other states with the early vote, too. And, and right. that's kind of happening across the country right now. Um, but, you know, these things, like I said, swing back kind of on a day to day basis. One day there might be uh, a bigger share of Democrats. One day there might be a, a Republican. And the other thing we don't know about that is the, the, the sort of shortcoming of that is what does the election day turn out, which historically, I guess you could say, in many of these areas has favored uh, Republicans, right. um, especially some who did not want to vote um, early for whatever reason, sometimes because uh, of the mail ballot questions that, you know, former President Donald Trump had. Um, so those, those I would say those are the sorts of things we're, we're looking at now to try to uh, uh, divine some trends. Yeah. All right. Great insight as always. Christopher Catalago, the White House correspondent at Politico. Christopher, thanks for joining us today. Of course. Thank you. All right. That wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. And uh, so many things to look at as we march towards the midterm. We'll continue the conversation after top of the hour news. Coming back, stay with us on KSL News Radio.